We are so excited you've decided to listen to this week's sermon podcast. Hey, we release sermon podcasts weekly, so be sure to follow us and hit that notification bell so you can be notified when episodes are released. God bless and enjoy. Are you ready for the word? Only if you're ready. Let's stand together. It is always our custom to stand for the reading of the word if you're physically able. And I know it's been said, we've prayed for her and Maybe, maybe there is a big eye in the church. In my eyes, my mother is, is top notch. And so I guess that would be a big eye. So that, that earlier statement, scratch that with the exception. And she's had surgery and been through the fire for the last couple of years. But she's here and smiling today and looking pretty doing it. Amen. We're going to have a great time here today. We're going to honor some of you and your children. And I believe the Lord's given me a word and tied it all together to be able to do just that. And there are some, there are some children here that, uh, that might get wound up and excited and carried away. And if you'll just stay focused, you won't see what's going on around you. That's right. That's right. That's right. Don't worry about it. Amen. We're going to go to the book of Psalm. We're going to read one verse out of the 113th chapter. Again, we're so honored you're here. If this is your first time ever in this worship environment, let me just tell you, we, we follow the scripture. The Bible says, shout with a voice of triumph. It said, dance for his name's sake. That's any movement. Somebody was by you doing this, that's biblical. Somebody was clapping and said, oh, clap your hands, all you people. It said, sing a new song with a loud voice said shout with the voice of triumph we're not making this up folks if you do it you'll feel what we're feeling and you'll enjoy it amen God bless you I love all of you as brothers and sisters Psalm 113 verse number 3 from the rising of the sun Unto the going down of the same, the Lord's name is to be praised. Now let's read it together. From the rising of the sun unto the going down of the same, the Lord's name is to be praised. Oh, that was, that was rich. I like it. I want to preach to you for just a little bit. Church, from the cradle to the grave. Church, from the cradle to the grave. And let's just pray. Let the Lord touch someone's heart right now. Lord, we love you. I'm so unworthy to stand behind this desk today. But you are worthy of the words we're going to speak and so much more. None of us have earned anything. It's just by your grace. Through your death, burial, resurrection, ascension, and sending back your spirit that we have any power at all. And we thank you for those things. ask you to move us with your message. Let us hear. Let us understand. And then let us respond to what your spirit is saying to each of us today. We'll give you all the praise and all the honor and all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said amen. Let's give the Lord another hand clap of praise before we're seated. Bless you. Thank you for being here. Church, from the cradle to the grave, from the rising of the sun and the going down of the same, the Lord's name is to be praised. I've preached from here, I've read this, and, but wanted to one more time just dig into it to see uh, what all meanings it has because, believe it or not, that's a pretty deep verse. It's, it's just a little short passage, but it, it, it means a whole lot more and it says a whole lot more than the way it reads. There's more there. And as I studied this, there is a uh, at least a three-pronged meaning to this particular verse. And so I want to share those 
with you. The first one is to praise the Lord across the globe. How is that? From sea to sea and coast to coast. That is from the rising of the sun, the east, to the setting of the sun, which is the west. That's from one side of the world to the other. That's one meaning right there. Every continent, every nation, every island, every city, every town, every village, every house, every person in every room, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. The second meaning is praise the Lord from the morning to the evening. That's physically. From the day to the dark, praise him. Spiritually, it's from the lightest of days when things look great to the darkest of nights when the sun has settled. Praise him. The third meaning is from the day of one's birth, from the rising of the sun, and every day until the day of that same one's death. That's three meanings. That's across the world at all times, in all situations, for all people of all ages, from their first breath to their last breath. That's church. From the cradle to the grave. The Lord and his church. What an awesome thing. The sum total of this verse is all people across the earth, day and night, in good and bad. From first breath to last, praise the Lord. Then there is a specific and special place to praise him and a way to praise him. While we should always have a praise in our heart and in our mind, the Lord also has a specific place that matters enough to write it in his eternal, ever-powerful, and never-changing word. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse number 23. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. For he is faithful that promised. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. But exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Church. From the cradle to the grave. The word of the Lord said, find a church. Assemble together. Lift one another up. Be considerate. Love one another. And provoke one another to do good. That's church. From the cradle to the grave. Y'all going to help me preach here a little bit? As you see the end of time approaching, the Bible says, do this even more. Be more considerate. Have more church. Be in attendance more. Love one another more. Provoke one another more to do more good deeds. Folks, if you hadn't noticed lately, the world is not a stable place. I love the fact that we can use podcast. I love it. Brother Sam, you work so hard behind the scenes. Brother Jaden, you've y'all brought so much technology. Brother, Brother Kelsey, y'all been so deeply involved. The whole team has just done some great things. I, I, I love podcast. It's great. I love it. We've got a good one. I love YouTube. I love Facebook and Spotify and Twitter and Instagram. Those are all wonderful and modern ways to see what's going on at church. But they're designed for advertisement and maximum exposure. And for people that physically cannot be in service, they're used as a service to them. Nothing, nothing takes the place of being in the house of the Lord for worship. Come on, somebody. I said nothing takes the place of being in the house with the people, filling his presence, lifting him up, 
loving him through the good times, the bad times, the dark times. The sum total of that verse is there is no replacement for joining together at church and praising the Lord with other people of like problems and like faith. We heard an incredible word at 10 o'clock this morning. I told Brother David when it was over, I caught him, I hugged his neck. I said, that was a very timely word you spoke this morning because there's a lot of hurting people in our world. I want you to hear me real close. We'll, we'll get to some preaching here in a little bit. But as, as wonderful as the United States of America is today, I am a patriot, so to speak. I'm very patriotic. I, I love our nation. We seem to have embraced a fatal flaw. The flaw in a generation that church is not that important. Come on, the Bible said there's a great revival and a great falling away. I see them both. What saddens me is some of the falling away is people I know. And it's because they've embraced the ideas of the world that church is not what it used to be. Church is not important. What happened to the good old days? If the good old days were Model T's and no air conditioning and splintered pews, then... Done that, got the tattoo. We are a society that has removed the knowledge of God from many of our children, not just our nation, but especially across the remainder of the world and especially the European nations. It's become almost taboo to be anything spiritual. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, it's fixing to happen right here. There's a word about that, Isaiah 33 and 6. And wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times. That's a prophetic word for all times. Wisdom and knowledge is where stability comes from. And strength of salvation, the fear of the Lord is his treasure. Listen to these words, folks. They match virtually every single thing going on in our world, across the world, in our political society, all across this, and I'm going to just say this word, and I looked it up to see what it meant this morning, this woke generation. Oh, I'll probably cross paths right there, but I still love you. I'm going to tell you what woke means in the Urban Dictionary because it's a relatively new word. It just means to recognize racial injustices. The church has been doing that forever. We didn't need to be awakened. But we've carried it way beyond racial, uh, racial injustice. Come on, the, the, the society we're living in right now. Ooh. Uh, we're we're going to hit the bullseye right here. This affects every spiritual battle in every soul. Isaiah prophesied in the beginning of that verse that wisdom and knowledge of the Lord would be the stability of our time. Why is it the world is so unstable right now? Because the word of the Lord and its knowledge is being removed day by day by day by day. When you take God out, you take stability out. When you take the word out, you take knowledge out. When you take knowledge out, you take wisdom out. When you take wisdom out, you take hope out. When you take hope out, hope. Why is the world in such an unstable place? I'm fixing to blow some of your mind. And you go home and you study it and you prove it to yourself. We have more presidents, emperors, prime ministers, and powerful people in the world simply walking away from their post in the, in the last 24 months than at any other time in the history of record keeping except possibly during world war. Why are we unstable? Why? 
Because God is slowly being pulled away from society. That's why. That's why. That's what the Bible says. Watch this. In 24 months, listen to this. This is going to blow your mind. A vast majority, although, are are from some nations uh, beyond our shores. But as I begin to study them, and and when I tell you the number that I studied, you're going to know I spent a little time. They come from societies where there's no boundaries. Woke. Cancel culture. Speak the truth, we cancel you. Here we go. They've taken God out of their homes, taken God out of education, taken God out of government. This removes knowledge of God, and a lack of knowledge takes away the ability to become wise. When we're not wise, we're unstable. When we're unstable, we're dangerous. And we have mass shootings and mass killings and racism and wars and rumors of wars and struggles and pain. Wisdom causes one man to leave with another man's wife and one woman to leave. Come on, somebody. A lack of wisdom causes these things to happen. Where did it come from? It started with a lack of the word of God, a lack of prayer, a lack of hope, a lack of trust, a lack of faith. I refuse to be bound by a culture that says you can talk about God but not here. You can talk about God but not there. You can talk about God but not to my kids. Folks, I'm going to tell you something. If somebody don't stand up in your family, you're one generation from your children being atheists. You're one generation. Come on, I need some help. We're fixing to dedicate some babies. We're fixing to hand them off to a society that's got to have knowledge and wisdom of the word of God. That's got to have hope beyond the grave. I started a list of the people that had resigned in 24 months and it simply could not be done in one church service. Listen to this. Over 300 leaders that I had their names, world leaders, and I was only about 18 nations deep. 300 Presidents, emperors, prime ministers, kings, monarchs throw their hands up and say, I cannot lead this society any longer. Why? Not every one of them, but very, very close to every one of them. There's an issue. They're a godless society. They're ruled by the dollar or whatever their currency may be. I started this list and realized it couldn't be done. There's over 300 leaders, including presidents, prime ministers, legislators, emperors, kings, and many more have resigned and simply walked away from their place of power and authority. The number certainly reaches beyond 1,000. Another 200 will not seek re-election for their office to their current place. Over, two, over 100 of those being in the United States of America in the upcoming elections. They simply say the nation is too divided. You may tell you why we're divided. I remember clearly on on 9-11 when two jets hit the the Twin Towers. We had Democrats and Independents and Republicans, white, black, Hispanic, Asian, of whatever culture they may be, standing on the front of the Senate steps singing, How Great Thou Art, and God Bless America. You couldn't get them together today if you burn the world down. Let me tell you why. Because they're godless society. 
Somebody needs to hear me now. If you're looking for hope, you need God. If you're looking for help, you need God. If you're looking for clarification, you need God. It's time to get in a truth-preaching church. Quit missing for every little old reason. Show up. Be faithful. Support it. Be stable. And lead your children in it. It's not church when I want to. Church when I feel like it. Church when something's just a little wrong. It's church. From the cradle to the grave, from the morning to the night, from the east coast to the west coast. Anybody mad yet? Y'all just hold on to me. Lift me up right now. All of these nations, not just quit, but I'll just give you these to name a few. United States. Philippines, Northern Ireland, Scotland, Bolivia, Meritus, the Isle of Meritus, Venezuela, the UK, Iraq, Japan, Nigeria, the Republic Nation of Georgia, Malaysia, France, the Democratic Republic of Congo, Australia, Finland, Bolivia. On and on and on and on. Presidents are saying, I can't do it. We're too divided. When you get to the root of it, if every single one of them were on their knees bowed before a holy God. Game over. If we follow the Ten Commandments, we don't need any more prisons. All we'll do is just be coming to church. Just take it to the next step. What's that? Be filled. Repent. Take on his name in water baptism. Let his spirit guide you out the door and from every day till the next service. Here's what I'm telling you. If we had learned church from the cradle to the grave, it would settle all of our issues. It would settle all the old scores. Every man would be equal just as they are in the eyes of God and all things would become clear. I just don't have time, but I want to tell you what Isaiah said. He said, in those times, you'll lose your stability because you push away the knowledge of God. And when knowledge goes, wisdom was ahead of it. Uh, You can look at the news. It's a sad place these days. You can look at the society. Don't fool yourself. We're a very young, 246 years old are these great United States of America. We have our scars. We have our past. We have our history. We've made our mistakes. There's no way to ever go back and make those right. Wouldn't you hate it if God held you to that standard? If God don't hold me to that standard... Are you going to hold me to that standard? I've said things to people that are gone. They're on to the grave that was wrong. Years ago, you have to. If you had to go back and correct everything you've ever done in this life, you might as well get up and leave because heaven won't be your home. You'll never correct it all. That's why Jesus Christ said, once you've repented... It's under the blood. I can't fix it. I can't pay for it. I can't change it. I can't erase it. I can't make it any better. All I can do is do the best I can do going forward. Come on, somebody ought to help me right now. We got to get on the same page and understand that when church is from the cradle to the grave, all things are made new. Wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of your times. He went on to say, there was strength and salvation and salvation in his strength. Why do we see weakness in every direction of the world? Why today is there more weak men than ever in society? Why is it that the United States military is going to come up, all branches included, some 100,000 short volunteer fighting force? I'll tell you why. Because we've raised a generation of sissies. I didn't say you got to go to military. we got a lot that's going to college. But I'm going to tell you what's happening. We've raised a generation that's taken this nation for granted. 
We'll come up 100,000 short in our enlistment this year because nobody cares. Nobody understands that somebody had to bleed for your freedom. Somebody had to bleed to change slavery. Somebody had to bleed to destroy Hitler. Somebody had to bleed to become a free society that can sing God bless America. Oh, some of you aren't hearing me. I'm telling you, we got to start raising men that are men, not effeminate, lip-wristed men, but men. Come on, it's baby dedication. When we dedicate old Denver in a little bit, we don't ever want to see him prisoned. He's a man's man. We dedicate these baby girls in a little while. They're girls, they're ladies. They act like a lady. They look like a lady. They talk like a lady. I'm ducking. I'm bobbing and weaving. Folks, it's just time to understand. And there's no better time than when we're going to send our graduates off to a world where it says 70 to 90 possibly percent of our professors are atheists. They're going to get them for the next four years. We better tune them up for the next 30 minutes. Y'all aren't hearing me. When we dedicate these babies, they're going to go K-4 to college. 17 years. 21 years for a master's. 25 for a bachelor's. A society is scared of God. My God, where's the teachers? Got a me and say, I'll pray with you. Some knucklehead school board somewhere said, can't do that. That might hurt somebody's feelings. Two people out of a class of 12,000 and America bows down. Not today. We will not be canceled. We will not shut up. We will not be quiet. We will preach the truth from the east to the west and the north and the south. Y'all ain't hearing me, some of you. I need some good, strong men, some daddies to stand up and flex your spiritual muscle and say, that's right, pastor. I need some mamas to stand up and flex your spiritual muscle and say, that's right, pastor. That's how we want our sons and daughters. Courtney, I just want to preach about you a minute. It's sitting in my notes. I want to share something with you. I can promise you Courtney ain't perfect. Because she's still flesh. That's, that would hurt if I just really... That's flesh. But this is one of my four daughters. She got so close to my three that we just started calling her one of our own. There's her daddy right there. And I'm going to tell you a little story. Oh, she's not any more special than the rest of you. She's just here and she's expecting, she's expecting a baby that they're going to call Judah. Born to praise him. This is nothing negative against anybody else in her family. I love Monty, and I love Francis, I love Michelle, I love Mom, I love everybody. But I won't take some, come here, Bucket. Come here, this is her daddy, this is her daddy. I used to party with this man. I know all about his past. Let me tell you what's happened. Just in a few short years, we've gone from the party to two generations later, I will praise the Lord. Thank you. It's time that we put our foot down in the sands of every shoreline and begin to know that it's church from the cradle to the grave. Michaela's boyfriend. 
the name slipped me. He walked in. I saw that shirt, and it said Navy. I knew right then I liked that guy. I shook his hand. I said, you're in the military. He said, I'm going to military officer school. I said, thank you, and thank you for your service in the future. He's not headed to the Million Dollar Saloon to learn how to pole dance for the rest of the women. Come on, he's gonna be a man. He's gonna be a, y'all aren't hearing me folks. This is not political. This is not male chauvinism. This is a God moment. It's time for the church to arise. Isaiah finishes the verse with the fear of the Lord is his treasure. See, some folks don't like church. They don't like the ways of church because they fear that if they get too close, they might have to change something. See, when you really love him, Isaiah said that would become your treasure. I laid it down at the altar. Brother Jim, would you stand? How long has it been since I baptized you? Seven years. Are you still as good as you were that day? Hey, watch this. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Let me tell you something. Been through the fire. Been through it. He felt one of the things that would be holding him down. If he tried to continue worshiping God was he had a nicotine addiction. He said, I don't have it. It's got me. He took a pack of cigarettes out of his pocket, laid them on top of that baptistry, and... Never turn back. I can't quit. I might shake for eight days. That is what we love. We live off of what we get to put down, living for God. We live off of breaking addictions and adding time to our life. Hey, you can go to a counselor if you want to. There's nothing wrong with that. You can look for a drug, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's a lot of people that want it, and they need it, and that's fine, and it's in order. But I want to tell you something. Someday, at some point, at some time, through the struggles or with the struggles, it's going to have to be church from the cradle That does not just mean spiritual treasure. When we fear the Lord and do what's right, we'll be blessed in the field, blessed in the storehouse, blessed coming in, blessed going out, blessed in the town. He said, if you give, I'll give back. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. I'll cause men to enrich your family. When you commit something to God, he'll commit it back to you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Come on, I wish there were some worshipers in the house. I wish you had 30 seconds to give God some praise. I'm not mad. I'm making a point. I'm not mad. I'll be so happy when you get it. Uh, Let me just carry on. Y'all always got the right to vote. Hosea 4 and 6. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee. Where are we at as a society? There are people all over everywhere saying, well, I guess God turned away from us. When's the last time you went after him? Facebook world, Instagram world, Spotify, anybody who's watching? Unless there's a good reason, why aren't you in a good Bible preaching church today? 
While you're at home, you're afraid you'll see an offering bag. You might breathe somebody else's hair. Somebody might mess around and dance by you. The Bible said that is, that is our strength. We all right? My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because thou hast rejected knowledge. I will also reject thee that thou shalt be no priest to me. That means you won't be ministering to him. Seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget. We fix them, dedicate some babies. Usually I have them all setting up here, but there was some come in the last minute and I lost my list, so I'm gonna have to have all y'all remind me of their names when they come. Same thing for our graduates. But I want to tell you something. When we dedicate these babies to the Lord, you better know something. You ready? How you raise them, what you teach them, mom, dad, mama, papa, aunts, uncles, siblings, what you teach them will determine. That's the word of God, folks. Don't kill the messenger. Some more of the word of the Lord is this. 2 Kings 4, 18 through 19. And when the child was grown, this was a promised child. This woman wasn't supposed to ever have children. She asked the prophet. He said, I'll do anything. And I noticed you don't have a child. He said, you can have a child. She says, don't say, don't say that. Don't lie to me. Don't, don't pull my string. Don't play games with me. Child, sure enough, was born. It was grown, went to work in the field with his father. And we're here. And when the child was grown, it fell on a day that he went out to the father, out with his father, out to the father, to the reapers. And he said unto his father, my head, my head. And he said to a lad, carry him to his mother. The Bible teaches us that the church is the mother of us all. And when we travail, and when we pray, sons and daughters would be born into the kingdom. This is the mother. This is the lap. When your children are hurting, before you try anything else. I've heard it so many times, Pastor, we've tried everything, so now we're in your office. Oh, if you had just been here Sunday first, when the Spirit of God was so beautifully making its way from pew to pew. It's like the lady that suffered for 12 years. She'd been to every doctor. The Bible said spent all of her money and didn't get any better but grew worse. Can I tell you something? You can go to every doctor. You can spend all your money. You can spend everything you've got. You can max out your lifetime insurance and then decide to come to the church. Oh, how backwards that is. You can save your money. You can save your insurance. You can save your time. You can save 12 years. You can save 38 years. You can save a lifetime. Church. From the cradle to the grave. I don't know how other pastors do it. I really don't. I watched my dad, but in general, I wasn't real serious about church as a child. He was gone a lot. I know that. He was by... I vocational for a long time, worked a job, pastor church, and I don't know how much time he, he could tell you. I know it was a lot. And I only say that to say this, not to discredit the great man that I was allowed to be raised under and watch that helped mold me. But I want to just say this to you. I don't know how he done it. He's never bragged about it. He's never told me. He's never said, boy, I, 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 and I'm not going to brag, but I'm going to just share with you from the heart of a pastor right now some of the duties that I know the church has carried out. You ready? Here we go. 
that young dating couple that messes up and finds out they're expecting. When the school kicks them out, college rejects them, and their scholarships are pulled, and their dreams crash, guess who'll be there? When they're struggling while they're expecting, it looks like something's going wrong and they're rushed to a hospital somewhere. Nine times out of 10, guess who's gonna meet them there? Even the ones that hadn't done it right, you better believe it. They need it more than the next one. I'll be there. We counsel them in the right relationship with God. Then we marry them with joy and we give them a wedding shower. When mama and daddy and aunts and uncles and mamas and papas and schools and education and everybody else is turned against them, guess who's gonna be there? This is what I wanna dedicate children in, something that never leaves us, never forsakes us because it has the spirit of the father. We marry them, giving them a shower. Then we give that baby a shower. We visit the hospital when it's born. Then we dedicate it to Jesus. And people try to say, but don't you know? Yes, but the problem is we don't care. We can't change the past, but we can pick up the slack for the future. We go to K-4 and K-5 graduation special ceremonies. We take them to Sunday school. We invest thousands in decor and such for vacation Bible school week. We raise money and send them to kids camp where they can go and know they're not islands in the middle of an ocean, but there's other children that worship like they worship. There's other preachers that get excited like their preacher. There's other Sunday school teachers that teach with a tear in their eye like their teacher. church from the cradle to the grave send them to kids camp send them to youth camps visit them in the ER with a ruptured appendix or a broken arm or a broken leg or a trampoline or four wheeler incident time and time and time again stop what you're doing and go why because mama never leaves her babies to hurt alone We applaud their accomplishments. We celebrate their graduations. We send them off to college with the word of God and a pat on the back and an attaboy and at a girl and you can do it. We go with them through their diseases. We celebrate their recovery. We pray with them in the altar, meet them in the baptistry, celebrate them when they're filled with the spirit. Can you name me one that'll do all that? I'm only halfway down the list. One, can you name another group that'll do that? <laughs> what you're feeling, Sophia, is because you know right now mama's holding you while you're hurting. See, some folks are feeling it right now. Mama's just rocking that hurting baby. It's going to be okay. You're going to live to fight another day. The sun's going to rise again. You just keep praising him from the rising of the sun to the going down of the sun. It's church from the cradle to the grave. We pray with them when they fall into addiction. And fall on the wrong and broken path. 
We visit them in jail. We put money on their commissary. We call them. They've got the pastor's phone number. I can't tell you how many calls from jails and prison. I can't tell you how many letters I've written to judges, senators, and congressmen to say this is a good man or a good woman. Give them one more chance. And I can't tell you how many times it worked and they made it. And many sat on our pews We help them start again when they're released. We help their struggling marriages. Sometimes we pick them up after divorce. We love them. Restore them to ministry. You see, somebody somewhere told them when they fall, they're no good anymore. That might be the policy of some organization. It might be the idea of somebody and I'll go along with it and I'll help you. I'll help with that and I'll support that. It's the best thing going. But I'm going to tell you what the Bible says. The Bible said that the calling is without repentance. You may not be restored to the very top, but there's always a ministry for you when you get up again. I may not be able to hand you a church or a congregation or a schedule full of places to preach, but I can give you hope. We can hand to you the lap of the greatest mother in history. Be there when a family member's sick. On Wednesday, I met a family from this church. Three generations were in a minivan, and I gave them $200 in $20 bills because they called me weeping and said, Pastor, I can pay it back. But the way things have gone, if something don't change, we won't have groceries this week. I said, oh, yeah, you will. Meet me at the gas pump in front of Brookshire's. I got 10 $20 bills in my pocket. No, I'm not patting me on the back, folks. This is mama. If you can't love like that, you don't have the love of the Lord in you. Bible said to feed them, clothe them, love them, protect them. Be their friend. Brother David, would you bring that box right there beside you, please? Oh, pastor, this is all for show. No, it's not. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to be frank. I'm not even being smart aleck about this. It doesn't, it doesn't matter to me what you think about what I'm fixing to do. This is for our seniors that are about to leave. And this is what we're dedicating our children into. Lana, Sam, Stand up back there. I want everybody in the building to turn around and look at Sam and Lana. When they're in the building, you can't help but see them. I mean, he's like 6'10 and 3'30. He's got a boy we call Little Sam. That's bigger than him. I was sure hoping he'd be here the other day. He showed up at church the other day, and this is not to embarrass their family. They, they got what it takes. They just bought a new home and drove a new car to church. They're doing just fine. You know, we don't need to pity them. They drive 70 miles round trip to church and are here every day of the week for VBS except the last one. Sam showed up here. Sam, tall Sam, little Sam. He's wearing some pants, six inches. He's six, nine and a half. Got a 38 inch waist, a 41 inseam. I said, Sam, we got to find you some pants, man. Them pants coming up to your calves, dude. He looked at me and he said, Pastor, he said, we can't find pants to fit me. And he said, when we do, you can't afford them. Is that true, Lana? Am I telling it right? And he's wearing some size 12 Izod flip-flops. And I kid you not, none of his toes are on shoe. 
They're all on concrete. And I'm like, man, come on. This can't be the will of God. He may not act like much. He may not look like much. Many of us don't. But he's sharp when it comes to that computer. He can sit down. He can put it together. He can run a stream. He can do things that all you smart folks can't do. I said, Sam, we're going to find you some clothes. He said, no, you won't find me no clothes. I said, we're going to find you some shoes. On August the 5th, he got a brand new pair of slacks coming. There's his new shoes. That's a 15 shipped halfway across the world from where NBA stars order theirs. Why? Because the Bible said if they don't have shoes, put your money where your mouth is or close it. That's a 15. Well, well, what's wrong with this boy? Why don't he put some shoes and some pants on? Have you priced these lately? It don't even matter. Have you tried to find those pants lately? It don't even matter, but it dawned on me for the last five years I could have bought them. I failed God, but I was quicker in my spirit. Something said, boy, if you're going to be a pastor, you better pastor everybody. Take those and give them to Sam and Lana. He's got some good-looking black slacks coming. That's going to fit his 6'9 and a half frame. And we're going to find him some shirts. They're back-ordered to early August. Oh, I know I've been over my 35 minutes. Now I'm on my time. Come on, singers, help me. I had eight people in the hospital last week. Eight done everything I could do to visit them all. I did miss one. Be there for the family when their loved one's dying. There for the family when they pass on. Plan a funeral, pick out songs, have a church waiting, have a meal waiting. Encourage the family. Love them through that. Can you tell me another institution in this world Name me one and I'll preach about it. The government don't do it. School don't do it. Biological family don't do it. But the church is always there from baby dedication to graveside ceremony. Why is the whole world not in the lap of a good mother? Oh, people just don't know what they're missing. If I've embarrassed you, I can't apologize, but I am sorry for you. I hate it. If I said anything that embarrassed you, I hate it. But it's all truth.